everyone and welcome to the mindfulness podcast uh, so we are still before the summit right and i i think you know we i think it's the good opportunity to talk or bring more 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 you know explanation about the summit and say like why is such a fascinating event right so uh, yesterday was the world mental health day right and mental health is very important for everyone right there is no one that would tell you that it's not important our mental health is it, it's fundamental to have a healthy mind and mindfulness cultivates healthy mind so after that wonderful day of yesterday where you learn many things as well organized by our well-being community right now there is the welcome to now summit organized by the mindfulness atavian community we volunteers nobody told us to do it right we chose uh, that is worth sharing mindfulness with other IBMers. And we spend, and, and there are like Kinga, for example, spend a, did a brilliant job and spent a lot of time in organizing the team, making sure that the session were there, dividing them in five journeys, and, you know, crafting, uh, you know, the opportunity for everyone, right? If you want to know a basic of mindfulness, if you want to know more about how to reduce stress with it, if you want to know more about how to sell better with mindfulness, if you want to connect better your body and mind, or you want to connect better with others, right? Uh, in any of these cases, there is a journey for you. And click, the links are all provided in the podcast. And uh, I hope you're going to enjoy that. We will maybe talk about it in one week from now. You will let me know what's, how was the summit and what were the, the, your favorite sessions. And one of the people that will be handling and leading some of the practices during the summit is uh, Federico Andino here with me today. Uh, Federico, uh, thank you for coming. Uh, welcome to the Mindfulness Podcast. Hey, Lily, thank you. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me. It's always a pleasure. I think, you know, for all the people that are in IBM and were part of the Mindfulness community some years ago as well, of course, everybody knows Federico, but for all the new IBMers, and also who is outside there that is listening to us, um, tell us something more about you, right? So, you, I, you know, I start positioning you in Argentina that is just already a interesting you know, total opposite side from where I am right that is nice that we have like this global podcast right uh, but something more like tell us uh, in uh, you know who is Federico well um, it, <laughs> it's kind of strange because one is very close to oneself so but I'll try to give my best shot uh, I'm the, the lead in the in the storytelling community mm -hmm. at, at IBM mm -hmm. And I also work as an AP, as a partner in, in the industry transformation unit. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of my day-to-day -day work. Mm -hmm. And my interests are very much into meditation. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a Buddhist teacher. I'm a Buddhist okay. lama. And I'm a, a researcher in mindfulness in the academic, in the academic world. So okay. I, I kind of come to it from different sides. Nice. So that means that you you have a kind of knowledge of of the practice in itself, right? From the kind of traditional way, right? From from mm -hmm. the source, from when it came before becoming, um, you know, the secular and uh, uh, kind of popular way to practice that we know perhaps in our environment nowadays, right? Um, so maybe let's go even before that. What brought you to mindfulness? Well, I, I came to mindfulness, actually, from a, it was a little bit of a convoluted journey. Mm -hmm. So uh, first I was I was a Buddhist, I was a Buddhist, mm -hmm. right? And I'm still a Buddhist. I'm, 
<laughs> I haven't stopped being one. Mm -hmm. But uh, at that point, um, there was a very sharp divide between what was my day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. and my, my practice. Mm -hmm. So my teacher came to me and said, you know, you should really try to, to, to integrate your teaching and everything else mm -hmm. within your day-to-day -day life. And I was, but you know, I work in a corporation, I, I, I cannot actually go and teach Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of thinking about how to adapt it. We we're mm -hmm. looking at, there are some variations of more secular style of practice. Mm -hmm. And then it, became, it started to become a little bit more popular that was back in the 2000s. So it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a long time, right? Mm -hmm. And mindfulness started to get a little more popular here in Argentina. So I told him, well, why I don't do this, which is very similar. It's based on the same technique. And he said, well, yes, let's start. So I started uh, taking courses and I took my certification. And from that moment on, I basically kept teaching mindfulness nonstop. It's, I came kind of trying to find this balance, right, between my spiritual practice <laughs> and my secular ways. Yeah. But, but, you know, that is also one of the things that uh, I mean, it's not coming every time, but many times people are uh, that uh, part of the, the sessions of the, the beginner mm -hmm. session, because I also do in several beginner sessions, like what is mindfulness? Now, and many questions, the, the question that is coming very often is, uh, you know, I'm, I have another religion, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I cannot practice mindfulness. I'm like, no, because it's totally not nothing to do with religion right so now that mm -hmm. you are also it started from a religious basis from your side uh, but i i think you you could also tell me like what what is the connection or is there a connection do i need to be buddhist to practice mindfulness oh no 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 you don't need to you don't need to though there is a, a heavy connection since mm -hmm. essentially it's uh, it's taken wholesale from buddhism right mm -hmm. what mindfulness is it's a little bit of a contentious story because mm -hmm. it involves, uh, sadly, some colonialism mm -hmm. in, at the beginning. But essentially, it's a technique that in, in Buddhism is this laid down. The original technique that John Kabat-Zinn taught in the Massachusetts Institute, mm -hmm. which most, I guess most of you know that it was mm -hmm. yeah. the birthplace of modern mindfulness, the MBCR template. It's basically the, tem the template that... Um, was taught in some Vipassana courses, which mm -hmm. is the name uh, in, 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 in Pali of the technique. Mm -hmm. And it is basically based on one text, one Buddhist text, which is called the Mahasatipana Sutra. Mm -hmm. So the text itself, Buddhism is kind of iffy when one thinks about a religion, because there are so many things that a, a religion in the West has mm -hmm. that Buddhist does not have. So it, mm -hmm. It's already kind of religion-like, right? Mm -hmm. You have monks, but you do not have a god. You, you don't have a pope, for example, right? Mm -hmm. You do not have commandments. So by itself, you could say that, you could argue that Buddhism is quite secular enough. Then Jordan Kabat-Zinn comes and lifts this, essentially, mm -hmm. uh, from a teacher called Goenka, mm -hmm. and brings it to the West. So in that process, it secularizes it. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to be Buddhist. You actually, there's, there's no religious component in, in the technique itself, mm -hmm. but there is a heavy connection because mm -hmm. it is, if you look at um, Goenka's manuals, a Buddhist teacher, and if you look at Kabat-Zinn, his uh, secular student, these are word for word. 
right? There is not even a um, slight variations on techniques. So it's probably a, a, mm -hmm. a big connection, which is why so many people, I think, react mm -hmm. in this way, like, hmm, this, this is some, some, something religiously. It's not, it's not religious, but it's, the, rela the reaction is quite understandable. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more like praying, right? You don't need to be uh, Catholic or you know, Muslim oh, yeah. to, to pray, right? You can pray to, uh, to you know, anything, like to, to the sun, right? Or to, the, uh, to yourself or to people around you. I mean, it's, it, but the, the practice in itself, like to you know, devote your thoughts to something and mm -hmm. say some mantras is praying and it's derived from a religious perspective, right? But it's true that you don't need to be... That. So it's probably a similar perspective, right? When you uh, practice mindfulness, you, uh, you follow some type of instructions on how to practice it, right? That is, you know, focusing mm -hmm. on the breath, realizing uh, where you are in that moment, realizing the senses, um, realizing as well how distracted the mind can become. Uh, but this doesn't have any other connection with, uh, you know, scriptures or past things or whoever entities and so on, right? So, but you know, you you should get be beneath the surface problem, right? To know that to just be interested and know more about it, and then you will discover as well, right? I guess. Yes, I think that there there are things that you could argue that mm -hmm. basically have happened across humanity, right? Yeah. Um, as you say, brain, for example, is one. Or, or singing or dancing, right? Mm -hmm. Everything that has, that helps shift the mind state in which one is to another way, it's always, it's always been present. And often this has been associated with religious and spirituality, but it's part of the human mind. There is a, a pretty good uh, theory going around, of course, because we do not, we do not have records, it's very difficult to ascertain. But there is a very good uh, theory in evolutionary biology, which thinks that mindfulness itself, any kind of concentration trance, arose out of hunter-gatherer's trance. So when we're still not even, not even human, when we're still a Cro-Magnon or all the, the other kinds of humanoid yeah. species, and we were, were in the African, in the African savanna, mm -hmm. we'll probably stare at things very quietly because you don't want to move, right? Yeah. And in some ways, you can also see it. I always show that all cats do meditations mm -hmm. because you can see it in a cat, for example, when it's completely focused, right? <laughs> just, just looking at something. My cat is somewhere around here. When there's something <laughs> it interests him, he goes just very still, yeah, yeah. and you can feel him very focused. But I, I, so, I think another point, maybe from the other perspective, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, that, that's something I was talking with my son, right? You know, now I, I have two little kids, right? And you know yeah. how it's easy for them, particularly nowadays, to get bored. They're oh, yeah. bored all the time, right? So like when there is nothing to do, like you know, maybe they switch off the TV, and now, okay, what should I do? And they, you just see them very, very annoyed. Now, if you see a cat or a dog, they don't get bored, or I don't see, I mean, it, it, the concept of being bored is mm -hmm. maybe not part of um, nobody, you know, they, they, there is always something, or there is not even the need of doing something in particular, right? That's the right. Idea. 
Well, I think there there are several things to that, right? One one I do really don't know. I, I mean, I think my cat is not born, but I don't know. <laughs> perhaps perhaps he's just plotting to kill me <laughs> every single day, right? But uh, I think that the 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 one of the things that happen is that there is a lot of of expectation and contents that we as humans share, and cats and dogs don't, right? So I think that. It's a little bit of, of this societal part in which we receive. We receive all these ideas of what life should be and all these stimuli because, I mean, like you have your phone, you have like 10,000, uh, just in this yeah, time, I <laughs> just got many. like this list of things to do. And it's one is trained and one actually needs it to survive to be like this, right? Mm -hmm. Going from one object to other. But evolutionary in evolutionary terms it's certainly something that hasn't happened like mm. in evolutionary terms 15 years 15,000 years ago it's a blink okay. right but 15,000 years ago we were hunters basically <laughs> right looking all day to see if we bag something and then we go slowly do so we are at a mismatch i think we need to either evolve into more multitask oriented things yeah. Or we need to re re regain the ability well, to. Fall. You know, last week we had um, Lenka, a psychologist, right? That she mm -hmm. was really talking about evolution and mindfulness, and uh, it was she shared this fascinating concept that say, you know, we we cannot evolve because we would require so many millions of years or hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of years to really evolve, right? So in our lifetime, there is no chance you're going to evolve. So the only oh. the only way for you to face all of this kind of uh, information uh, era, right? Where the, all too many information, notification and things and this track is really to practice mindfulness. And she says, you know, that's, that's one of the way and probably the only way how humans can cope with this type of moment we're living today with all those additional uh, kind of, it's really information that they, you continuously have at any moment of time from the devices to the sounds to the complexity of our reality um, and so on. There, are, there were still people also, you know, a thousand years ago, but there wasn't all of this type of information, right? Uh, all of these sound, sound, sounds and noises, right? Even in a crowd, um, you know, now it, it, people weren't living always in crowds, right? You were always at your home and so on. And she, she, I mean, at least she mentioned the, the, the nights when mm -hmm. if during the night now you have the electric light so the night continues but when you didn't have any electricity it was just dark and silent well that that's i think is a very a very important thing to understand i totally agree with it i think that we are living in an information economy basically yeah. right and what does you know there's a difference between information and data yeah, what does information ask of you to become information not data it asks yeah. for our attention right attention, we need to look at something so the management of attention itself it's it's almost like uh, a way to regain some control over your finances yeah that's imagine true. if you were walking to a street right and every single time you got a message or you got something Someone uh, that someone essentially debited from your account money. Yeah, the ability to to say no and to remain focused without 
losing money would be mindfulness, right? Yeah. To be, I mean, depends, right? Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes we are focused. And I think that when we are focused, it's really those moments when we remember the most. But it doesn't have to be exactly the moment where we need, right? So that's the, that's that where mindfulness at least gives you the, the ability to choose, right? To be more, um, you know, to have the deliberate attention that's different than the attention because, you know, it's your wedding. So, of course, you remember it because it's the most important moment you had until now and so on, right? So these kind of days. Yeah. So what, what is mindfulness for you, Fede? Well, for me, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit tricky to answer, but essentially, uh, if I had to answer what is mindfulness is in a general way, without going to technical detail, mm -hmm. I would say that essentially it's a practice in which you deliberately and systemically engage in, engage the attention, mm -hmm. attention and awareness, especially into different objects, which mm -hmm. can be whatever you want. You can be okay. mindfully aware of bread, of your thoughts, of your emotions. It doesn't matter what, but what matters is that you take your awareness mm. and you apply it in a very systematic manner. Maybe uh, the last question, then I would like to go to a practice in itself. But the last question is that some ask me as well. How do you see, or maybe in your, in your private uh, experience, hey, how, do you, how do you see the results of your regular practice? Well, it's a good, it's a good question, right? It's a very good question. I think that there are a couple of metrics which you can use to, to judge if you are practicing correctly mm -hmm. or not. The first one is at, always you should be at the beginning, especially, but oh, so it do happen always, you should be very discouraged at the beginning because mm -hmm. you think that your mind is very nice before doing mindfulness. And then when you start practicing, you get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> but this is essentially, if you are becoming aware, it's not something that mindfulness is doing to your mm -hmm. mind. It's something you're becoming aware of. Right? Yeah. It's like when people go to a gym and they like fantasizing, oh, I'm going to lift a hundred pounds with each hand. And then they just struggle to move the bar. That's the same thing. You're just learning your limits in that way. So if you are, if you have an idea, a, a pretty good idea like a runner does or mm -hmm. like a weightlifter does of what your limits are in terms of awareness and focus that is a good result and also one thing that helps it's it helps reduce the stress that comes with fantasies of i have to do this or i have to do that mm -hmm. and it helps you as you said deliberately pay attention to yeah. things and this relaxes things so you're going to notice that you are still in stressful situations. I mean, we are all right. We work in a corporation. We work in a modern time. We have 10,000 things at the same time. But if you can still remain somewhat relaxed, that's a good sign also. Yeah. Does this make sense or? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Excellent. You know, sometimes to me, the, the main, um, uh, since it's, it's still subjective, like you, you cannot really measure to show, okay, now, uh, you know, bef you know, let's say now I, I get this situation and I'm a calm, right? For sure, I don't mm -hmm. know, 10 years ago, I wasn't calm, right? Uh, but this is still a feeling. I, I'm never, I, I know that it's better, but it's, it's very hard to, 
to quantify because you the, the improvement is gradual, right? Uh, and you can just, it's just probably other people around you that know you can tell you even better how better you are in certain things, right? So, I mean, uh, but, 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 so the, the best way for, for remembering or to know when you start with mindfulness would really be to write it down. So write down your experience at the beginning, like this is what happens now. This is how I am, right? And think about emotions, situation, happiness, moments of happiness and whatever thing, reactions, and then keep writing. And after two years, you will see what was back then, right? And how is it now? So actually, we'll know a lot, a lot more about your improvement. Uh, Fede, uh, short practice for everyone to do. Oh, yes, yes. We Anything can they can take it. with this week uh, with them and do it, uh, playing and stopping the podcast and doing it again and again? Anything we can? Yes, yes, we can do something very easy. Okay. So let's, if you like, let's uh, sit comfortably, as always. Right? Okay. And try to relax. Try to find a position. Don't skip that part. A lot of people tend to skip this, but find the best position for you. Do a couple of hand twists, hand rolls, neck rolls. And first, let's take three breaths, right? Just to let the thoughts go. One. Two. And three. Now. Start clenching gently, but without letting go, your feet, your thighs, clench the muscles, right? Your arms, this, your stomach, your chest, and if you can, your throat and your mouth. Let's become aware of how this being all clenched up and tense feels. And now, Relax all your body. See how different it feels. <sighs> you take deep breaths. And follow this relaxation. Let yourself slump a little bit more in your 
your seat, let your head fall forward. As it falls, relax the whole body. Let's keep ourselves a couple of seconds here. And now, taking a very deep breath, and keeping this awareness of the relaxation, we can open our eyes. Mm. Oh. I was a little bit tense. <laughs> Just uh, oh, how was it? Oh. Very nice, very nice. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One of the tricks of this mm -hmm. for me to to relax is mm -hmm. this clench up, this mm -hmm. tensing up of the body. Mm -hmm. It helps tremendously. Because yeah. uh, it, it kind of shows you this is, I even have trouble breathing completely mm -hmm. when you are tense. And when you relax, it just it's the opposite, yeah. goes away. And uh, everything activates, so like, it's easier to release it all at once, right? So you feel even more the contrast and the pleasure. Very nice. Yes. You should come to our laughter practice from time to time where we, uh, it's like, you know, uh, laughing for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and then is releasing every uh, you know energy and uh, relaxing and it's also a very relaxing experience right this w without moving from the chair because of course it's the best thing would be if you go and run for half an hour and then you come <laughs> and do your practice for another 10 minutes and then you really feel the relaxation because all the muscles were used and then whew, there is mm -hmm. silence and stillness for a while a bit for the body and a bit for the mind so thank you, Fede, for sharing. I hope you are going to uh, join more and more to our podcast and share more about not only your knowledge, but also anything related to mindfulness. Um, so we will meet in maybe one or two weeks from now with another episode of our podcast. Till then, enjoy the summit. Um, enroll to the gratitude practice and the befriending practice that Fede is going to uh, lead for us. Uh, so I will put also the link below for that if you want just to meet Fede and ask more questions. And until um, then, thank you for listening and have a lovely mindful rest of the day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.